Welcome, and thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com. And now for the message from Pastor Nathan Lang. If you would turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter number 9, Mark chapter 9, uh, two weeks ago I came up to the pulpit and I started in on this, on the subject of prayer and fasting, and um, uh and I, from the time I walked up here, it was just within a couple minutes. I just wasn't. I just knew something wasn't right, and uh, and I, I was trying to get through it. And I, I, I kind of rushed trying to get through it because I knew I was getting ready to lose my lunch, and uh, so to speak. And so, uh, so I darted off and said, "Mr. Leaf." get the pulpit. I'm out here. <laughs> and so I uh, didn't get to really finish it. So I've had quite a few of you uh, say, hey, would you come back and, and finish that? So I'm going to come back and I'm going to start from the beginning and I won't spend as much time at the beginning as I did last week, but uh, I want to finish it. And, uh, and here's the deal. I have my notes up here. If for some reason I have to dart off to go to the restroom, uh, if you are a qualified preacher, come up here and take over and just read my notes and you'll be okay. All right. And uh, you think I'm joking, uh, but uh, Mark chapter number nine, and uh, I feel great, I feel fine, and uh, I'm excited uh, to be here. I finally feel just like, you know, 100%, you know, so to speak. So uh, how many of you feel 100% in here tonight? Raise your hand. How many of you don't feel 100%? Raise your hand. Okay, I know who to stay away from. All right. Um, just <laughs> I'll just tease it. Uh, <clears throat> but Mark chapter number nine. And let's look at verse number uh, 14, and we'll read back down through the text here as we did a couple weeks ago. And the Bible says, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to the disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it came, uh, excuse me, and oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead." But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And last week we talked about how Jesus here 
you know, on the thinking about Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration with three of his disciples, and uh, the other nine disciples are still down in the village, still involved in ministry, and they encounter a father who had uh, has a son that is uh, demon possessed, and all those preachers tried to to help this boy. And uh, what's amazing is uh, in uh, Luke chapter nine and verse number one, the Bible says, "Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority." over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And by the end of the chapter nine, uh, you know, chapter here, nine Baptist preachers can't help one demon possessed kid. And, uh, and he gave them authority, the Bible says. He gave them this power. Uh, and, uh, and here we are uh, with this man. And he says, hey, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And, uh, and, and that truly is a, a core of the heart of the problem here is the fact, uh, that, uh, is the fact of the belief, uh, the fact of the faith uh, in this situation. And so, uh, so he says, hey, this kind come forth not by nothing but by prayer uh, and fasting. And so, uh, as I mentioned last week, basically what Jesus is saying is, uh, here, this is what your problem is, guys. You ran into a demon that's bigger than your prayer life. Uh, you, you ran into a problem that's bigger than your prayer life. And so, so Jesus <coughs> steps this thing up uh, and says, hey, if you're going to defeat this, if you're going to rise above this, uh, it's going to take more than your, uh, your few minute prayer time in the morning. This is going to take some fasting. Uh, this is going to take a separation. This is going to take a part of your life where you're separating yourself. You're, you're going to do without your, your necessary food for a little bit uh, so that you can uh, just just focus solely on this situation, focus totally on the Lord. And that's what fasting helps us do. Fasting helps us break away. <clears throat> it helps us to stop focusing on all the things that feed our flesh. And it helps us to desire God. It helps us uh, to love him even more uh, just by the air nature, uh, the very nature of it. That's what it does. Uh, but he said this level of, uh, of principality and power is going to require some prayer life to go uh, to uh, another level in the defeat of this enemy. And uh, the Bible, we know that the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, begin, uh, rulers of darkness of this world. And, and so, uh, and so he's, he's laying this out here for them, uh, that this is something that's going to take more than just, oh, here, dear Lord, fix this problem and we walk away. Uh, no, we're going to have to give, listen, we're going to have to give some special attention to this. Uh, this is something that, that we've got to deal with. Now, I've had people ask me in time past, uh, how do I know when I need to fast? How do I know when I need to pray? Well, if I can give the example here, and I'll give some more here in just a little bit, uh, in a situation like this where they felt they didn't have any power, where they felt that things were going nowhere, when they felt that, hey, I don't even know if I've got enough faith. Hey, I'll tell you right now, that's a good time to start thinking, okay, maybe I need to fast. Uh, hey, I need to get a hold. It seems like I'm powerless. It seems like like, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Uh, that's a great time to spend extra time with God. And, and, and here, uh, fasting isn't just about, okay, I'm not going to eat today. Um, the idea is that when we're fasting, we're replacing that food with time with the Lord. When we're fasting, we're, it's not just a, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know, to do this. And some people do it for health reasons because maybe they need to lose some weight. Intermittent fasting. Uh, some people do it because, hey, they're, they're wanting to, uh, to spend that closer time with the Lord. And, uh, and there's something about that. You know, Jesus fasted uh, you know, and prayed for 40 days. So he, he knows what that's like. 
I had a college roommate in co- when I was in Bible college who fasted for 40 days. And I remember, uh, I remember watching him. I'll be honest, I've never fasted for 40 days. And I remember watching him. Now, he would, ta- he would drink water and he would, he would have some vitamins that he would take to keep him, to, you know, to make sure that he didn't pass out and all of that. Uh, but I remember watching how weak he got. Uh, after just a, probably the first few days, boy, he was, you know, he was charging hell with a squirt gun. Uh, but after that first week, you could see literally the weakness in him. Uh, and I remember watching him because he was one of, he was my roommate. And so I knew a little bit there <laughs> what was going on. And I just thought, wow. And uh, watching him through that. Uh, but, uh, but he did that because there was something in his life that he was, he was wanting to spend more time with God or for whatever reason. I don't know all of his reasons. I didn't ask him all of that. Uh, but it was a time for him to say, you know what? I'm going to deny myself this food so that I can have uh, more time with God to focus in on what I need to in my life. Uh, so this is why it was so serious. This demon uh, was, this wicked demon, it caused this person uh, that it took over uh, to not to be able to speak or to hear. Now, I tell you what, that would spook you out, wouldn't it? And uh, I tell you, uh, when I was younger, I would, my family, we'd watch all the scariest movies you could think of. And uh, some of the, uh, uh, what my kids think is scary today, they have no clue. We don't let our kids watch scary, quote, scary movies and all that. I, I don't get all that. I don't want, I don't, listen, I don't want to welcome all that stuff into my house uh, through, through a television port or whatnot. And uh, I remember uh, my family, uh, when I was younger, I told you not growing up in a Christian home, uh, I remember some of my uh, extended family members having seances and, and uh worshiping statues and things like that. Just creepy, creepy stuff. Uh, and uh, when people come to me and, uh, and, and, and people do, and they'll say, hey, I think there's a, there's a spirit or a ghost in my house. And I said, you probably invited them in. And uh, what are you involved in? You got Ouija boards somewhere? Now, I'm not saying that's the situation every time, uh, but many times I've seen that's the case where they, they, they've somehow tried to summons that. And, and I do believe that there is a spiritual world uh, like we just uh, quoted a little bit ago. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities uh, and, and those sort of things. Uh, but uh, fasting, you know, what we're doing when we're fasting simply is we're putting God first. That's what we're doing. Uh, we're putting God ahead of us. We're saying, hey, I don't have the strength to do this, but God, you do. Uh, we're saying, Lord, uh, I realize that I need your help. And so when we're fasting, that's in essence what we're doing. Uh, and it's a very, very important thing that we do that. And so fasting should mean that, that we determine to seek the face of God for a time, uh, at least to obtain, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the back to the drawing board of, Lord, I realize that I can't do this. I don't have the strength, but you do. Lord, I need that time with you. Lord, forgive me. Show me where I fail you. Those sort of things. Uh, what, what, what a great opportunity we have for that. But the Bible says in Acts chapter 6, verse 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. You know, that is a big part of what the preacher's job is to do. Uh, is, is to spend time in the Word. That, that should be the majority of his time. Unfortunately, there's so many different things that take from that. But that's, as we mentioned last week, that's partly why we have deacons. Uh, and, but here, uh, it's not just their job to help with things. Uh, it's not just a deacon job to do that. Uh, but fast, fasting and prayer uh, is putting God first in, in many ways. Jonah chapter 3 and verse 6 says this, For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose, and his throne and he laid his robe from him 
and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything, lest them not feed nor drink water. And I also uh, want to read uh, Esther uh, chapter 4 and verse, thir- uh, verse 16. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens uh, will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the reality is uh, fasting. There's times in, in my life where I've fasted. And, uh, and by the way, you shouldn't go telling everybody you're fasting when you're doing it. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not a part of it. You're not doing it. You're not dis- distorting your face and trying to do all that stuff so people feel pity for you. That's not what you're, you're missing the point of what that is. And, uh, but there's been different times uh, where I've chose uh, in my life to fast, especially in major, major decisions like becoming the pastor here. That was, that was a, a uh, fast and pray worthy event uh, because it was, it was so important. Uh, it's very, very important, something that we should do. And so uh, the spirit of fasting simply means that, uh, that, that for the time being, uh, you know, we're willing to uh, abstain from uh, otherwise, uh, you know, normal things, what we would normally do and uh, separate, take that time uh, to spend with the Lord. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he fasted uh, for 40 days and uh, 40 nights. He separated from them. He came apart heart. Uh, and so, but you know, it's amazing the temptations that came during that time. It's amazing. You know, Satan made sure to show up during that time because he knew uh, the physical weakness that comes with that. And so can I say, if you are going to fast, realizing that there is a physical weakness that comes a part of it, but that is a part of the fasting process. You are going to be weaker, uh, but hopefully uh, you're going to be more in tune with uh, what you're praying for and what you're going to God for. And, uh, you know, prayer, uh, you know, fasting and prayer uh, it should be something that is per- persistent. Luke chapter 18 and verse number three, it says, and there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man. Verse number five, excuse me, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now, can I say that uh, our goal is not to try to pester God. <laughs> our, our goal is not to try to bug and, and you know, that, that's not what our mindset is there. Uh, but that continual coming, you know, it shows, hey, I'm serious about this. Hey, Lord, I'm going to take my lunch break today. I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend an hour in prayer uh, that tonight over this thing, Lord. I just want to spend time with you. And can I say, there's something about that that draws out, uh, and, and I'm careful to say this, but in a, in a way it shows God, I'm serious about this. I'm serious about this. You're getting ready to make a major decision in your life. Can I encourage you uh, to not just pray, but to even maybe fast? And you know, I, I've often always put this disclaimer on it. If you're diabetic or you have some health issues, uh, obviously you got to do, you got to be careful. Uh, and that's why I say maybe you fast a meal or you fast, you know, some, something in your life. Uh, but it's a very, very uh, important thing. Uh, but don't miss this. If you leave here tonight getting nothing else, don't, don't fast, but then you sit in front of the television for, for, for 16 hours. <laughs> You're missing it. That should be a time where you're communing with God and spending special time with him. But fasting is, is the deliberate clearing of the way uh, 
of prayers, laying aside weights and hindrances. Hebrews chapter number 12, if you want to look at it. Hebrews 12 and verse number 1 and 2. The Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. You know, uh, clearing, clearing the way through prayers. We, when we go to God, here's what I want you to miss. When we go to God, we're going to the throne room. Did you get that? We're, we're going to the throne room of heaven when we go to God. And that is something that sometimes we got to step back. Uh, and, you know, uh, you ever just had a, just had a, a praise, just a a praise fit with, with the Lord. And, 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 you know, five minutes wasn't enough. 10 minutes wasn't enough. 20 minutes. And, and re- really, when, when you got finished, you, you lost all track of time when you were spending that time with the Lord. It didn't matter what time it was anymore. It didn't matter where you had to go. It didn't matter what was on the schedule for tomorrow. Can I say, that's just absolutely wonderful. When we think about praise, uh, so many times we think of praise and worship as being something that happens in this, in this room or in a church setting when they're praising and worshiping uh, and that's it. Can I say that that praise should be something uh, that should be lived out in our lives, not something that is just kept in a bottle in this room? And when we get into, here's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes maybe we need to fast just to say, Lord, hey, I've gotten away from you. Lord, I haven't been where I need to be with you. And I'm going to do without this day, this this couple days, whatever the case is. And Lord, I just just want to spend time with you. Lord, here, here, are you ready for this? I'm just going to clear my schedule for you, God. Lord, I, I'm going to clear. I'm not going to worry about the food. I'm not going to worry about the time as best I can. Obviously, life go, you got to live life, but I, I'm going to spend that time with you. That's what I'm trying to say in here today is, Lord, hey, I need this time with you. To fast when we pray ought to be simply claiming the answers of the prayer. Hebrews 11:6 6 says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Coming to God is not something that should be foreign to us. Coming to God is not something uh, that that should be out of the ordinary. It shouldn't be, you know, oh man, uh, it's been a few months since I've talked to God. Hey, that should not be the case. And if it is, maybe you ought to consider fasting. See, that's something that I can't tell you when, I can't tell you where. uh, You know, you have to decide that between God. But we found, we're going to see here in 2 Samuel chapter number 12 and verse 15 uh, that fasting uh, can be an expression of mourning. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Samuel 12, 15, And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto him, uh, unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. Samuel had an all-night prayer meeting in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 11. It repenteth me that I have uh, set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments, and it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord, all night. You know, uh, there's some times in our lives when we need to separate and focus on God. 
Now, I don't know when that is for you. Only you know that. Only you know that. When, when, what in my life am I trying to get a hold of? I've, here, I've had so many people through the years come up to me and say, boy, I'm just trying to get a hold of God. I'm trying to get an answer from God in this and, and just can't seem to get an answer. And, uh, you know, and so we'll, we'll start dissecting that prayer. What, what, how are you praying? What are you praying for? Is it, is it just so you can get what you need and that's it? Uh, you know, what, what is this? How's this prayer life working? Uh, and then I'll say, hey, is there any fasting? Hey, that's a big, that's a big decision you're getting ready to make. That's something big you're asking God for. Uh, maybe it's bigger than your prayer life. Maybe you need to separate and pray and fast over that. <clears throat> but sometimes we don't like that, that whole fasting part, do we? Jonah chapter three and verse five, it says this. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe uh, uh, from him, and covereth, excuse me, and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king of the nobles, saying, let neither man nor beast nor uh, flock taste anything. Uh, let them not feed nor drink water, but let them and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their land. I tell you what, uh, that, that's, a, that's a mighty, mighty calling there to call people out to say, all right, now we're not eating. Hey, we're not even drinking. Hey, we're, we're fasting. We're, we're, hey, we, we want this gone. We want this violence out of here. So here, collectively, we're going to pray for this. We're going to fast for this. You know, when we were praying about this very building that we're in right now, this was something that I called our congregation at that time to pray and to fast over. And in that fasting, I said, that's up to you. If you want to pray, fast a meal, you want to fast a day, you want to fast whatever, that, that's what you and you and God. Uh, but I said, hey, this is a big thing. And if this building's going to happen, hey, God's going to have to be in it. Hey, God's going to have to work this out. Why? Because this whole thing was bigger than us. And praise God, he gave it to us. Amen. I'm thankful for that. <clears throat> But that was something worthy to fast for. God, we don't want to uh, just do this because it's an opportunity. You know, sometimes people just walk through doors just because there's an opportunity. Just because an opportunity opens up does not mean that God wants you to walk through it. Did you get that? And I've often said this, just because there's a door closed doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to knock. But you know what? When you're saying, Lord, I just don't know what to do. I just don't, want to know, don't know what to do. Hey, maybe you ought to pray about fasting about it. And like I usually do, Lord, I'm giving you veto power. I've prayed about this. I've fasted about this. I have a peace about it. But even so, Lord, if I am getting ready to do something you don't want me to do, I give you veto power. I want you to stop it. I want you to shut the door. I don't want you to let me step through that door if this is not what you want. There's some things that, that benefit us through prayer and fasting. And, and if I can say help in time of trouble often comes from fasting and prayers. Psalm chapter 50 and verse number 15 says this, And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. And thou shalt glorify me. You know, I absolutely love that verse. Call unto me, Psalm 15, verse 15, Call unto me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. 
The Bible says in Joshua chapter 7 and verse 6, And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth uh, upon his face before the ark of the Lord uh, until the eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and and, uh, put dust upon their heads. Judges chapter 20 and verse 26, Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came unto the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until even and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. <clears throat> there was a time for this. There was a time for this. You know, thinking about benefits to fasting, I said that finding help in trouble uh, comes from fasting and prayer, but also um, <clears throat> finding out what is wrong, what displeases God. What an opportunity. Lord, what is it? Show me. Show me. What, what, is, it, what is it that I'm, that I'm messing up in? What is it uh, that I'm falling short in for my life as a Christian? What is it that I could be doing even more? You know, sometimes there's something about getting a different perspective uh, sometimes uh, that helps us. You ever went to somebody for advice and said, would you just shoot from the hip? Would, would you just show me exactly what I'm doing wrong? Would you, would you just be straight up with me? Don't beat around the bush. Tell me exactly what's going on. You know, I've done that with doctors sometimes. Hey, I just want to hear it straight up. What is it? Give me, put it down on the bottom. Put the jelly on the bottom shelf. I want to hear what it is. Tell me exactly what's going on. What do I need to do? Can I say that fasting and prayer often leads to victory over sin? You see, when we're spending more time with God... We're spending less time in things that could be keeping us from him. They could be getting us in trouble, so to speak. Fasting and prayer often leads to victory over sin. Can I say this? If there is some sin in your life, if I can say a besetting sin that you just can't seem to shake, that you just seem to have so much trouble with, can I encourage you to fast and pray about that and show God, hey, uh, if I can say this, fasting, it says, God, hey, I'm serious about this. I'm serious about this. And here's what, here's what I'm going to do on my part to get closer to you. But also, heavenly wisdom can be received in prayer and fasting. Acts chapter 13 and verses 2 and 3. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3 says, And they ministered to the Lord and fasted, and the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Heavenly wisdom is received through prayer and fasting. Can I say that this was something that happened uh, with Barnabas and Saul? There was this fasting and there was this prayer and, and just for good night, for sake of time, I can't get into it tonight. But if you know <laughs> Barnabas and Saul and you've seen what they were able to do uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ for his kingdom, absolutely phenomenal. Hey, but you know what? Hey, that started with prayer and fasting. Hey, they were sent out by a group of people that said, hey, we're we're going to make this thing a serious thing of prayer and fasting and laid hands on them. And they said, all right, now go, go. You know, this this is a big one. Don't miss this one. Intercession for others is answered many times when we're fasting and praying. That prayer of intercession well, I tell you what, this is a great opportunity on a Wednesday night for intercessory prayer. 
praying on behalf of someone else, praying that God would do something mighty, uh, thinking about, uh, you know, those lifted up here tonight, those who lifted up several different people, uh, intercessory prayer, saying, Lord, hey, we're here. We want you to see something major happen in this area. Hey, Lord, answer this prayer. Lord, uh, we're lifting this person up. Hey, we're putting ourselves aside and we're lifting others up. That's such, a, such an amazing thing. <clears throat> Can I tell you what, what blessed my heart today? I was with, a, with someone today and, you know, they often tell me that they pray for me and, and uh, they were telling me about this, this app that they have for their phone and they pulled it out and they were, they were showing me the different features of it. And then they had their, their on, one of that, on one of those pages, they had preachers. And he was, he was scanning through some of these and about halfway down, there was my name, Nathan Lang, on his prayer list. Boy, I tell you what, that, that, just, that just blessed my heart. I tell you, there, there's really not much more you can do or I, I'll tell you anything better you can do for someone than to let the, pray for them, but let them know that you're praying for them. Well, I tell you what, it's powerful. It's powerful. And there's something about that. It doesn't matter if they're an enemy, a friend. It doesn't matter if, if, they're, if you consider them the most spiritual or if they're uh, old, young. You know, it doesn't matter. But someone says, hey, I'm praying for you. Man, I tell you what, that just does something for our spirit. But here's another one in Luke chapter 18. The Holy Spirit power comes in answer to fasting and prayer. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. <clears throat> and he spoke a parable unto them to this end. If you want to turn there, go ahead. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. I'll get, let me get a sip of water. I'll give you a moment to get there. <clears throat> I'll begin reading. I'm going to read uh, eight verses there. Luke 18, verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying there was a, in, a <clears throat> in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man, and there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. We read that. I, I read that earlier. In verse number 6, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? And I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. <clears throat> Thinking about this, this lady who just didn't stop. Who just didn't stop. You know, how many of you, how many of you have that, that child or grandchild uh, where, well, I tell you what, they just won't stop. They just won't. Maybe it's a good thing or a bad thing, but they just keep, they just keep coming at you and they keep coming at you. And uh, how many times uh, they do it and, and sometimes where originally you were just like, no, but now you're like, okay, you got my attention. How many of you have, how many of you have ever been there? And, and uh, if you've got kids or grandkids, you've, I know you've experienced that in here or you've been around kids, period. Uh, th that happens. Uh, but thinking about that, we're not pestering God, but we're saying, God, hey, this is something that's important to me, and I'm going to keep praying. You know, it's amazing how we, we prioritize things in our lives, isn't it? When it's something that's major, when it's something that is just absolutely, uh, you know, critical or emergency, it seems like we're never more eloquent in our prayers, are we? 
You find out that kid's got that test result and you're waiting. And, and I tell you what, it seems like we just, we go to a different level. But can I say in here tonight uh, that it shouldn't take a catastrophe for us to get on our faces and get closer to God? Can I say it shouldn't take a, a, a major, uh, you know, uh, virus going around our country and around the globe to get us on our faces, which by the way, we should be because people are losing their lives. Whether it's a big thing to you or not, the reality is people are losing lives. It's a big deal. If it's one person or a thousand people, hey, there's no more value because it's, there's a bunch in this one versus just a few. Hey, it's a big deal. Hey, you know, uh, maybe fasting and praying over that. Uh, uh, but you decide. You decide what's worthy of that. You know, uh, I believe, uh, you know, looking into uh, who's going to lead our country here just in a few months, um, I think that uh, that's something that's worthy of some prayer and fasting. And uh, just, just really is. Uh, you, you have to decide that um, and, uh, you know, when, when that needs to be priority to you. But from our text in, in, in Mark chapter 9 that we just read a little bit ago, in verse 29, he said, And he saith unto him, them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. You know, many times... In our life, there's going to be some things that we're addressed with that's going to be bigger than our bigger than us, Big, bigger maybe even bigger than our level of faith, but bigger than than what we can handle. Are you with me here? Don't miss this. There's a lot of things we say. I just don't know what to do anymore. I just don't know where to go from here. I don't know how I'm going to physically do this. I don't know how I'm going to spiritually, emotionally, mentally go through this door. This is way bigger than I can handle. Um, you might want to get into that prayer and fasting mode. Because this is something that may be what you need. You know, I've, I've learned along the way that what I thought I knew 10 years ago, I look back and I just think, I didn't know anything. <laughs> Not compared to what I, how many of you have been there? You look back a decade and you just think, man, I was so naive 10 years ago. Not in every area of your life. That's not what I'm saying. But there's areas of growth that you've seen. And you can look back and say, wow, I'm glad I matured in this area. Wow, what was I thinking back then? I, I should have done this. I should have done that. And, and uh, all that. Stop nodding your head, Josh. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. and uh, But uh, we, we have those moments in our life. And looking back and saying, you know, that was bigger than me. Uh, but praise God, you know, uh, maybe I need some prayer and fasting in this area for wisdom. Because the reality is, we've grown a lot in 10 years, but you know what? In the next 10 years, what's going to happen? We're going to look back and say, wow, I wish I knew <laughs> then what I know now. Spend some time with God. Spend some time with God. <clears throat> I don't know how your prayer life is in here tonight. I don't know. I don't know how big your giants are. I don't know how big your problems are, how big... You, you name it, you know, you, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to meet this finance uh, issue. I don't know how I'm going to take care of this. Uh, maybe it's a matter of fasting and praying. Lord, show me. Lord, show me. I want to spend time with you, Lord. I want you to show me what I need to do. Maybe that's you in here. Maybe that's what you need. Well, I just need more clarity. Yes, you go to counselors. Yes, you, you, you do all that. I'm not against that. But boy, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than my family. All right. Let's, let's pray and fast. Let's pray and fast together, whatever the case may be. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed.
Thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com.